our, our family, our friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. Each one of you are very special and very dear to my heart and my wife's heart. We pray every day for you and every morning and, and trust you in the hands of the Almighty God. And I hope you are using this lockdown time that you use it profitably to deepen your roots and become more stronger and, and loaded in Christ. Hallelujah. They call this time a new reset. And uh, as I said on Tuesday, when uh, an athlete is top fit, they, he, he, he bends down before the race start and they count uh, uh, the countdown start and they said, on your marks, get set. That word get set, the way I'm saying it now, it's a reset, which means that athlete is loaded, is top fit, is, uh, he is ready to explode on the scene. Amen. That's how you should become at this time after lockdown is finished, that we can impact the world with the gospel of the kingdom of God to the glory of God. I greet also everyone in the body of Christ, which is very dear to me, every believer, every born-again Christian, uh, me as part of the fivefold ministry uh, with the apostolic anointing and with the mantle of a prophet and a teacher. It's my duty to equip you, to arm you for what God wants out of you and for the church in these last days. We're really in the last of the last days, so please be serious and follow God's trumpets, amen, uh, that I preached about on Tuesday. This coming Sunday, please don't miss uh, our broadcast because it's going to be very, very powerful that we need to cultivate the presence and the fire of God. Amen. And then also I greet all the friends and let's, let us pray and ask the Lord's blessing on tonight's teaching. Tonight's teaching is you need to stay at war against ten enemies of the cross. Enemies of the cross is, it, in other words, it means those who live or want to live a crucified life, a crucified life. Those people, they need to stay at war and all the time fighting evil. Amen. To the glory of God. And there are ten enemies that I see in the Bible that wants you to, to reject the walking uh, uh, after the cross and live a crucified life. Okay, so that's what we're going to teach and preach tonight about. And I will show you also why Satan hates you to walk after the cross. Amen. Or lift a crucified life. Heavenly Father, bless tonight's teaching. Let it just not be information, but impartation. Let life flow and the Zoe life, the God kind of life, the resurrection life. And help everyone, O oh God, to stay on course, to have staying power, to stay in tune with the living God, 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the word of God, anoint me to teach, and direct me in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, Philippians chapter 3 verse 18. Philippians 3 verse 18. I'm reading to you. Philippians 3 verse 18. Uh, which says, For many walk of whom I often told you, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Amen. Very powerful scripture. Paul would say in verse 15, Philippians 3, verse, verse 17, Philippians 3, 17, Brethren, join in following my example. What was Paul's example? His example was walking a crucified life. Amen. Living a crucified life. He says, then he says, observe those who walk according to the pattern you have seen in us. For many walk, other translation would say, many through their conduct or their lifestyle. You can see their lifestyle show that they walk as enemies of the cross. Do you see that? And he says in verse, uh, oh, let's read verse 18 again. For many, just remember it's not a few, they are many. For many walk, okay? For many walk of whom I often told you and now tell you even weeping, okay? Even weeping. Why does Paul cry? Why is he setting tears? Because... They, these people are going astray. These people are on a wrong road. Yet they say they are believers. For many walk. In other words, many are in Christianity. But they walk after the flesh and not the way of the cross. And these people become Enemies of the cross of Christ. Then he says, verse 19, Their end is destruction. Their God is their appetite. In other words, their desires. They glory in their shame. They set their minds on earthly things. But they are so-called believers and so-called Christians. Then Paul says, that's they, but verse 20 says, for our citizenship is in heaven, praise God, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, praise God, amen. That is the, 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 the key scripture for tonight is enemies of the cross of Christ. I would love to read also to you a other scripture that will show you clearly what the cross is really all about. John chapter 12 verse 24. Truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The grain of corn 
or the kernel of corn, as some translations would say, or the corn uh, uh, itself, the grain of wheat. It speaks of a seed. Your life is like a potato. If you want to preserve your own life, you hold on to it. You are not going to take up your cross. You're not going to die to your own emotions, to your own world, to your own plan. Then the scripture says you will remain alone. Do you hear me? You won't be able to bear eternal fruit to the glory of God. But if I put the potato in the ground, I have left my life and given it over to God. Then it dies. I die to my own dreams. I die to my own emotions. I die to my own will. I die to my own plans for my life. Then he says, then you will bear much fruit. You will see you put the one potato in the ground. After a few weeks, it would have died under the ground. And then when some leaves or some greenery comes up, you can after a month or so gather together six potatoes out of the one that has died. That is the life of the cross. When you take up your cross with Jesus in Luke 2, 9, he says, if you want to come after me, then you must take up your cross every day. Luke 9, verse 23. If you want to follow me, Jesus said, deny yourself Take up your cross. Why daily? Because daily you are confronted with things that wants your that demands your own way, your own mind. But if you choose the mind of God, the way of God, you are dying to yourself. Do you hear me? You are dying to yourself. And it's only those people that can bring forth in ministry. And in your lifestyle, eternal fruit. All the other fruits that doesn't go through the cross. It's so-called fruit. It is wood, hay, and straw. It will have any uh, weight in, of, uh, uh, in heaven. It is just flesh and carnal. And it dies. And it will be burned out at the judgment seat. Of Christ, but that which is silver, gold, and precious stones, you can see in the quality of the work the gold, the silver, the precious stones that it demands something, it comes at a cost. That is what Luke 14 will say, where Jesus says, You don't hate mother, father, brother, sister, and even his own life cannot be my disciple. Then he says, you must take up your cross, deny yourself, Luke 14. If you want to build a tower, I'm quoting Luke 14. If you want to build a tower means you stand out from other houses. 
you stand out from other believers. Amen. Praise God. In other words, you're not fitting in, but you are standing out. Uh, do you hear me? Anyone who walks the way of the cross will stand out. And also the highest trees get the most wind. In other words, when you stand out, you're going to get under attack. The wind will blow strongly against you. People will be against you. The enemies of the cross will attack you. And you need to be constantly strong to fight off these enemies to the glory. Otherwise, they're going to bring you down. But if you want to fit in, you won't even feel this warfare. You won't even feel this animosity. You won't even feel these attacks. But if you want to take up your cross, then these things will come your way. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Praise God. So Luke 9 verse 23 says daily. Why daily? Because these enemies creep up on you. They come gradually. You might be in victory. But to stay in victory, you must constantly fight these enemies. Otherwise, it will bring you down. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Therefore, the Bible speaks of, as I, or I taught you in our sp series on spiritual warfare, there are heavenly forces or an air force that's in Satan's kingdom and ground forces. The ground forces are demons. The air forces are principalities and powers. They are far higher and stronger and cover a greater area of influence than demons. Demons are on the earth. Therefore, in Genesis 1 verse 26, the Lord says, I, I make man in my image. Uh, do you hear me? And I give them dominion. Then he says, over four areas, I highlight only two now. He says, they will have dominion over the birds of the air. Those are the principalities and powers, the fallen angels that went along with Satan. They are the birds of the air. They also represent angels because those who go higher and follow the way of the cross, they will have dominion. Only people who follow the way of the cross will get dominion. Don't listen to people that just say, I declare and I decree, I have dominion. It doesn't work that way. It's for though you cannot live a fleshly, carnal life without taking up your cross and then just I declare and I decree you will find even not principalities but demons won't even listen to you you will be like the seven sons of Sceva that says I drive you out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preached and the devil the demons attacked them and they had to run out naked because it's not just mentioning the name, it is the authority and the power of a life 
that is living a holy life and a crucified life behind the words. Praise the Lord. So then he says, you will have dominion. Genesis 1 verse 26, over the birds of the air. And then he adds, and over all creeping things. The creeping things is other demons on the earth. The creeping things are these things that I'm going to point out tonight to you that are enemies of the cross. Remember, they are creeping things. What it means, you might have overcome it now, but it will subtly, uh, uh, other word for creeping things, it's seducing spirits. And seduce means uh, uh, it's like putting a frog in hot water. It will just jump out. But if I put the frog in body temperature water, he will climatize, sit there, and I heat up the pot at the bottom slowly, and then he will die there because he is seduced to, 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 to his death. So the Bible says, in the last days, in the last times, in later times, there will be seducing spirits. That's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. He says, in the latter times, the, in fact, the scripture says, the spirit expressly tells me, said Paul, that word expressly means I heard in a voice, an audible voice telling me, 1 Timothy chapter 4, it says, I heard a voice telling me in the latter times, not even in the last days, times are, are, are shorter than days. He says, in the latter times, seducing spirits will come. Do you hear me? Seducing. So these are the creeping things. Therefore, I call the title, you need to be consistently on, the, on top of your game. You need to be fit and stay fit. You need to be hot and on fire and stay on fire. As I normally would say, flies don't come and sit on a hot stove plate. But it will come when the stove is cold. In other words, you need to keep and stay hot in the Lord. Warm in the Lord. And fire for God. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Can I mention to you a few creeping things that the Bible speaks of? The Bible speaks, for instance, of spiders. The Bible speaks of frogs. The Bible speaks of scorpions. The Bible speaks of snakes. Those last two you'll find in Luke 10, verse, verse uh, 18, where Jesus says, yeah, verse 19, you shall tread upon scorpions and snakes. Do you see the creeping things? Then you get locusts, creeping things. These are all demonic powers, dogs, pigs. It's all in the Bible. Goats. Goats are stubborn people. Hard, hard, hard heads. You understand? Stubborn people. Mice. It's all in the Bible. Mice. If you hear a, a mouse at night, 
it is irritating. Do you hear? Okay, there are certain things that just nags and keeps on coming your way. And then there's flies. Flies don't go high, but they are also underground. And what, what, a, what a disgusting thing a fly is. Do you, you don't know where he sit, where he come, and he only comes where there's dirt and go and sit everywhere. Now he comes and he wants to come and sit and make nest in your life. That's a fly. Do you hear me? The Bible speaks of some people that's anointed, but in the anointing, there's a fly that causes death. That's in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 1. That's an evil, unclean, wicked spirit in the person that's anointed. And it caused the ointment to stink. Then you get ants in the Bible. They come where there's sweetness of the flesh. Do you hear the word of the Lord? I just mentioned those to show you there are creeping things that we need to be careful for in the word of God. But I highlight again, with these things that I'm going to point out tonight is to keep us away from the real war that's in the heavenlies. These earthly powers of Satan is to stop us from fighting the real spiritual war. Do you hear the word of God? So these people who are believers or people in the world that you need to be careful for, it's people that are earthbound, ground forces. And the devil sent these things your way to keep you away from a crucified life. Do you hear the word of the Lord? To keep and keep you away from entering the real spiritual war to the glory of God. Let me point out why Satan hates the walk after the cross. Why Satan hates a crucified life. That you should live a crucified. It's something the devil does everything in his power to prevent you from taking up your cross. My Lord, you know why? Because a crucified life brings the wisdom of God in your life. Secondly, it brings the power of God in your life. Thirdly, it brings eternal fruit in your life. I will highlight, I hope, more of other things that a cruci- Oh, let me go through it then. And fourthly, it brings the fire of God. Amen. Brings the fire of God. And fifthly, it brings the reign of the Holy Spirit. Only people that live the way of the cross experience these things. There's no other way. And then also it bring impartation. When you share 
and talk and give a testimony, people cannot shake off what you have said. It is not information, but impartation. Much preaching at many conferences, in many workshops, and from most pulpits, even in Pentecostal circles, and even in end-time places, it's more just information. But only a crucified preacher can bring impartation. Do you hear Romans chapter 1 verse 11, Paul says, I long to come to Rome to impart some spiritual gift in your life. Hey, do you hear what I'm sharing with you? And I speak out of experience. As I was preparing, I was thinking of an old lady. She passed away, I think, last year. She said, Pastor Edgar, all your preachings I can fully remember. And she mentioned to me about five different things that I preached in the past. I thought, oh my God, dear sister, that tells me something about the quality of the ministering of the word. It was impartation, not information. Another thing the cross brings, it's you bring life to people. Spiritual resurrected life. Then puff up people with knowledge. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Another thing that the way of the cross brings is anointings. Hallelujah. Anointings. Right? If you have Leviticus 24 verse 2 where it says, Beaten oil will bring light. Praise God. Beaten means, it means it was crushed. Even Gethsemane means pressed out olive oil. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Praise God. This is all. And then lastly, it brings power and dominion. Hallelujah. Power. And can I repeat those? Why Satan hates and wants to do everything in his power to prevent you from walking the way of the cross. Before I repeat them, let me first give you a definition of taking up your cross. Your cross is where your will and God's will cross. The cross is a cutting away into your soul life. What is your soul? Into your emotions, into your mind, the way you think, and into your world. Do you hear the word of the Lord? It is a cutting away. The cross also speaks of a death sentence to yourself. Do you hear? The, the cross speaks of because we should have been crucified. What does that mean? It means our nature is so corrupt and so perverse and so vile and so evil and so sin-sick. There's nothing good that can come out of us. There is no remedy. There is no band-aid. The only solution 
to the old Adamic nature, which is called the flesh, the carnal nature, and also it includes the soul of man, the only solution is capital punishment, death, execution. Do you hear the word of the, that I, I've given you now, what does it mean to take up your cross daily? It means I have no confidence in my emotions uh, and in my mind and in my will. I have no, it cuts Oh, It's only when the Lord the third time tell us, Peter, do you love me that he broke down because he has just denied Jesus three times. In other words, Peter had no more confidence in himself. And you know what? It's when you don't have any confidence in yourself that God's confidence is overwhelming towards you. Then God can trust you with glory, with power, and with dominion, and with miracles. And what wonders, because the Lord said to Peter, now feed my sheep. Now take care of my sheep. Feed my lambs. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Even Paul, after he got saved, he was three years in Arabia. There he was in the school of the Spirit, broken down. By the cross. So Moses. 40 years in the desert. So Joseph. Through all the experience. Of brothers rejecting him. Tempted by a woman. Unrighteous. Unjustly ending up in prison. It's only then. Then the Lord. Could entrust him. With glory. With power. That's the way of the cross. Let me tell you again those few things. Why Satan hate the way of the cross. And then I'll go through the ten points. That you need to be careful for these creeping things. But isn't it powerful? What is on the other side of the cross? We need to follow Jesus Example, Hebrews 12 will tell you, he for the joy that was set upon before him endured the cross, despised the same, and is seated at the right hand of God. That is the way of faith. Amen. That is the way of Christ. That's the way to power and to glory. Amen. Amen. But let me say, before I go through those blessings and treasures of the cross, expect this to happen to you. The cross brings offense. In other words, you will be an offense to people. People won't like you. You understand? You, and second, you're a stumbling block to them. Because Jesus says, the cross is a stumbling block to the Jews. And then he says, it's foolishness to the Greeks. In other words, in the sight of the world, you will be a stumbling block. You will be offensive. Thirdly, you will be foolishness. Uh, 
they will say, look at this young girl. Look at this young man. Look at this brother and sister. They could have meant so much for the world and so much. And, but we don't want him here at the party. Or we, we, we don't want because he is, he is foolish. He lives a foolish life. Fourthly, he's contradictory. Contra the Bible speaks in Hebrews 12, the contradiction from sinners. The cross bring contradiction means it's you are qualified for promotion. But because you are walking the way of the cross, they rather choose somebody else, less qualified, less skillful, and they put you aside with other excuses. That's the contradiction of sinners. The contradiction of sinners happen at the palace of Pilate. When they put Jesus in front of them and Barabbas in front of them. And Barabbas was a murderer, a gang leader, a, a, a person that led a rebellion and a riot. And they said the Jews must choose. Can you believe it? That Jesus that healed the sick, raised the dead and cast out demons and was holy. They choose Barabbas. That's the contradiction, my brother and sister, that you need to be prepared to go for in this world if you follow the way of the cross. And these creeping things will creep up on you because even Demas, who was a full-time worker with Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul says, Demas fell in love with the present world. He left us. In other words, he could not keep it up. The fight and the war against the world. And Demas succumbed and felt, I need to live a more comfortable life. I need to live for worldly things. I cannot just keep up going this way. Do you hear what I'm teaching? Therefore, I say it's creeping things. Yeah, let me repeat. Those dresses that only comes the way of those who lived a crucified life. Number one, superior God's wisdom. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter one, Paul says, but the cross is to the Jews a stumbling block. To the Greeks, it's foolishness. But to us, it is the power of God. First wisdom, then power. Hallelujah. Therefore, you find so little power in the church. Do you hear what I'm sharing with you? And wisdom. This is the wisest life. God's kind of wisdom that will Make mockery of the wisdom of the world. Because the wisdom of the world with their degrees cannot drive out a demon. Cannot break curses. Cannot heal the sick. Cannot overthrow powers of the devil. It's the way of the cross. I repeat, it's wisdom of God. The power of God. It is fruitfulness, John 12, verse 24. If the grain of seed die, it bears much fruit. 
if I, Edgar Michaels, didn't put my life in the ground, die through all these years, do you hear the word of the Lord? I would have just remained by myself. But today I can touch hundreds and thousands and have even raised sons and daughters in the faith. Others who are in the ministry today. It's because of a one life laid down. Bishop Dag have got over 4,000 churches. Just one seed. Grain of wheat, a corn, a kernel, dying, a potato, put it in the ground. How many lives must you touch and how many people you have to transform? But are you going to hold on to your life and live an aimless, useless life? There's a dream life waiting for you to the glory of God. And it's not only fruitfulness here, but it's crowns at the judgment seat of Christ. Fourthly, impartation, not information, will come your way. Fifthly, life. Six, fire of God. Where do I get the fire and next rain? It is First Kings chapter 18, where it says, uh, Elijah, restore or repair the altars of the Lord. And then the rain came, and then the fire came. But without an altar, the altar speaks of the crucified life. Jezebel took away the altars. Today, my brother and sister, the altar is out of the preaching. The altar, the cross, there's nothing of the cross in the preaching. And Paul in First Kings First Corinthians chapter 2, he says, I'm determined to hear nothing else among you but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I preach to you the cross, the message of the cross. Any preaching that tells you of prosperity and of blessings without the cross, it's blessings and prosperity that will take you away from God. That is one of the enemies. Amen. And then there's anointings. And then there's power. And there's dominion. Let's get into these enemies. Number one. Amen. I'm showing you now. Number one. It is false believers. These are enemies of the cross. They might even be. In your church or with you, false believers. Philippians chapter 3, verse 2. Let's read it. Amen. I've got good time left so I can read to you some scripture. Philippians chapter 3, verse 2. It says, beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. Not to go further. Dogs, the word dog, if you reverse the spelling of, you see God. This is anti-God. This is a religious spirit. These are people that have the slogan and the talks of the Bible and can quote scripture. But they are the false circumcision. They were not circumcised. Their flesh were not cut away. They are full of themselves. 
you must, dogs means you must not cross their world. Then they will become vicious and attack you. Do you hear the word of the Lord? How do you know them? Matthew chapter 7. Do you follow me? Matthew 7 verse 6, Jesus says, Don't throw your pearls and precious things to dogs and swines, because they will turn around and tear you to pieces. Do you hear the word of the Lord? In other words, every pastor, before you give out the treasures and the pearls and the precious things, you must first investigate and find out, are these all believers? Are these truly born again people? Because they can be dogs. And that doesn't mean they will leave. They will stay there to cause trouble and division, but never change in growth and remain the same after conference and conference and thousands of sermons and preaching, but they will remain. Second Peter chapter 2 will say some will even turn around and go and eat up their own vomit and wallow in the mire as a pig. Do you hear the word of the Lord? In other, uh, you can, uh, Billy Graham preached uh, that uh, years ago, you must be born again. And then he said, you can have a pig in your house, a little piggy. You can wash him. He can stay for a month or two in your home without opening the door, clean with a red ribbon, maybe a little bell, and you laugh and he's wonderful. One day, if you forgot to close the door, you will find the pig in the mud, in the dirt, because his nature has not been changed. You get many people who were so, they were not believers. Don't call them backsliders. If somebody is back in the world and in the mire and in the vomit, it means he was never born again. My God, those people are enemies of the cross. They will laugh at you. If you fellowship with them, they will have a wrong influence upon you. Those are the enemies of the cross. And look here, Paul says, Philippians 3 verse 2, beware of the dogs. As I laughingly many times say, this should not only be the sign on your gate as people come into your house and you maybe have Rottweilers or dangerous dogs and they says, beware of the dogs. This sign should be on some churches too. Be, as you enter the gates and join the church, it should, there should be a sign, beware of the dogs. Three times in this verse, uh, the apostle Paul says, beware of the dogs. Beware means be alert. Then he says, beware of the evil workers. Can I give you the second point here in this verse? Those are leaders who are not born again. Do you hear? These are wolves. Wolves gives birth to dogs. Jesus says in Matthew 7 that I just quoted to you. In verse 6 of Matthew 7, he says, Don't throw the pearls and the precious things to the dogs. They will turn around. And we have experienced it. 
I've seen even from other churches in my community. I've seen even young men. They are good. They are married today. But for when they came to the Lord years after me being born again, I go and speak to them. Four or five of them, they will tell me, full of the Bible, not even ever respect for my years of walking with God. Today, they are dogs. They know where to be seen. They don't even hide their sins. They are brazen. My God. Then he says, beware of the evil workers. These are the wolves. Jesus says, there are many wolves that comes to you in sheep's clothing. But inside they ravenous wolves. These are the leaders of the, the, the mainline churches. These are enemies of the cross. I've seen them where people come to the Lord out of these so-called churches, whether it is the Dutch Reformed Church, whether it, and I'm generalizing now because some of the Dumanis are born again, but you will find out the fathers in some of the Anglican churches, the Roman Catholic priests, the priests in the new apostolic churches, when some of their people come to the Lord, here comes the wolves. Here comes the wolves, the leaders, they never were interested, but now here they come and they will attack and they will persuade and they will persist and they will speak against the truly born again people who have no confidence in the, these are the enemies of the cross. They are creeping insects coming after the prey. Peaks and dogs. Do you hear the word? Number two. Family. Friends and feelings. Please read with me. Matthew chapter uh, 10. Amen. Matthew chapter 10. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Matthew chapter 10. I'm reading for you. Verse 36. Praise God, verse 36, Matthew 10, verse 36. It says, and a man's enemies will be the members of his family. A man's enemies. If you, even those who are born again in your family, if you walk the way of the cross, they would want to know, are you again going to the prayer meeting? Why are you so often having church? We just have once a week 59-minute church. Why are you so serious? Are you again now going to pray? Are you busy again with the Bible? Even if you go on holiday, why do you take your Bible with? Why are you listening to preaching? You are, you are crazy. There's something wrong with you. These are the enemies of the cross. Let's read from verse 34 of Matthew chapter 10. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father. Against his father? Because his father is serving the Lord. Now he's against his father. And a daughter-in-law against a mother. A mother came to the Lord. A mother-in-law now sees against. And a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. Do you hear the word of the Lord? And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. Verse 37. 
He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Verse 38. Do you see? If you love your mom, your dad, your brother, listen in our church. We have experienced this. People who belong to mega churches, when their daughters and their sons are serious, walking the way of the cross, they even attack me. They even accuse me and the leaders and the church and will persuade other people in the community, don't go to that church. So-called believers. So-called enemies of the cross. Verse 38. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his soul, that word life is soul, will lose it. If you want to hold on to your own way of life, you're going to lose. You're going to be unhappy in life. You will never attain God's dream because it's only when you love God's dream for your life that you're like a fish in the water. And you lost his life for my sake. will find it. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a lesson. I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I wanted to go a other direction with my life. But God, I followed the cross. And look now. Hallelujah. A wife that's born again on fire and children that want to be pastors. But if I went the way of my own aims and ambitions I would have been unhappy and might even die early before the time. Do you hear the word of the Lord? So be careful. Even Jesus. Look at chapter 12. And you will see Jesus as an example of following the way of the cross. Matthew chapter 12 verse 50. The Bible says verse 50. Hallelujah. Don't worry if we have to continue next week. I will do so. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 12. Um, is it chapter 12? Yes. Matthew chapter 12. Praise God. It says there that Jesus, his mother and his sisters came to look for him. And the Bible says, he stretched out his hand. He says, who is my mother and who is my brother? He said, these who do the will of my father. They are my brothers and my sisters. Do you have that scripture? Yes, it's Matthew 12, verse 50. It says, for whoever shall do the will of my father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. What does that mean? Sometimes your mom is not anymore so much in love with you. Because you don't follow the dreams of the family. You follow the dream of God. Your sister, your brother, they are not so into you anymore. Because Jesus said, who is my brother? Who? You know, some people will say this. If you follow this, it's like people feel, are you a cult? I know of a church in Mauritius, powerful and People accuse them of being a cult, but it's only because the young people don't want to follow, follow mommy and daddy's course that they have, have and, and they are unsafe mom and dads. And now they say that church has stolen my children. No, 
it's not the truth. And the other thing is, it's family and friends. You need to cut off yourself from so-called friends and feelings too. The cross must work in your feelings. And then I'm going to number three. Worldly values and worldly praise and worldly riches. These are enemies of the cross. Worldly values, worldly praise and worldly riches. Hallelujah. James 4 verse 4 says, He who wants to be a friend of the world will be an enemy of God. Because James 4 verse 4 says, the world is an enemy of God. The world is an enemy of God. Please write down John 5 verse 41 and verse 44. Jesus says, if I still look for the glory or honor of men, then I can never please God. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Let me read it for you. Because these are scriptures that became alive when I was a young man already. Still a young man. I mean, when I was young. John 10, John 5 verse 41. I do not receive glory from men, Jesus says. John 5 verse 41. John 5 verse 44. How can you believe, Jesus said, when you receive glory or honor from one another and you do not seek the glory? That is from the one and only God. Do you look for the world's glory? Or the glory that comes from God? John 12 please follow this. Amen. John 12. I'm reading verse 41. These things are verse 42. Nevertheless many even of the rulers believed in Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God. Do you know there are many people that would love to join an end time church, but they don't want to leave their dead church. They don't want to leave the church that's going nowhere. Jesus said, how can you believe if you love the approval of men and don't seek the approval of God? Hallelujah. Luke 12, I'm still speaking of the world. Luke 12 verse 20 to verse 21. Luke 12, the Bible says this rich fool. The Bible, the Lord says this foolish rich man that... that that uh, enlarges his barns and places to stay. The Bible says that, that the Lord says, uh, 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 this night your soul will be required from you. And then the Bible says, wow, so it will be for all who love the riches of the world and are not rich towards God. Man, the riches and prosperity, it will come your way, but the way of the cross. Number four, the fourth enemy, it's weak pastors and fivefold leaders that can, are not living the cross and they don't preach the cross. 
These are enemies of the cross. Number four. Amen. That's Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to verse 23. Jesus, Peter was just having a revelation of who Jesus is. And Jesus said upon this statement of yours, Peter, that I am the Christ. The church will be built on that rock. And then Jesus started to speak about going to the cross. You know what? Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to verse 23, Peter took Jesus aside. And the Bible says, Peter rebuked the Lord Jesus. Uh, and do you know, because Peter said, no, you cannot go the way of the cross. And there are many weak leaders like Pastor Peter that wants to prevent you from walking the way of the cross. Verse 23 says, But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man's interest. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what will uh, uh, it profit a man if he gains the whole world, whole world and forfeit his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Do you hear the word of the Lord? Here we find two things in verse 23. That are enemies of the cross. Weak leaders like Peter at this time. And also Satan. Because Jesus said, this is the devil speaking through you. That want me to prevent me from going to the cross. The fifth enemy of the cross is satanic promotion. Satanic jobs and position the devil brings your way. That is in Luke chapter 4 from verse 5 to verse 17. Where Satan offered to Jesus the glory of the world. And the powers of the kingdoms of this world. And Satan said it has been given to me Luke 4. If you only bow to me I will give it to you. Jesus rebuked the devil and said, you must worship the Lord and serve him only. Do you hear the word of the Lord? But many have taken a better job with much more money and they go out of the will of God. Many have taken the promotion. They take their family away from a vibrant life and a vibrant church. And go and stay in Senton and high places. They lose their children to the world. They lose their marriage or their own spiritual calling. That is taking satanic promotion and jobs. These are enemies of the cross. My God, help us. Amen. Amen. And lastly, and uh, uh, number six. I'll leave number six. I'll get there. Let's end in the half. But I want to leave you with a man in the Bible. 
that has overcome these enemies. Please go read about him in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 20 to verse 23. 2 Samuel 23, from verse 20 to verse 23. I leave you with this powerful picture. His name is Benaiah. He overcame the three main enemies of the cross. He overcame the flesh. And you will see there, he killed two Moabites who were very impressive, lion-like faces, champions of the Moabites. He killed them. That's the flesh. Secondly, he killed a lion on a snowy day in the middle of a pit. Do you hear the word of the Lord? That's Satan himself. And thirdly, he killed an impressive Egyptian who came against him with a spear. An Egyptian speaks of the world. And the spear speaks of something that reads far and wide. It can be even the media, social media that reads far because a spear was like a missile. Do you hear the word of the Lord? These are enemies of the cross. If you feed yourself with the spear of the world, it speaks of the world and its influences that goes far and wide, whether it's Hollywood, with its movies, whether it's social media, but it is a spear, an Egyptian spear. But Benaiah came with a staff, a rod, took off the spear and killed the Egyptian with his own spear. What a man! The name Benaiah means, the word, his name means built by God. In other words, somebody that's formed by the cross, built by God. I'm closing and repeating what Benaiah did. He killed two lion-like impressive Moabites. And Moab means compromise. Don't compromise with the flesh. Amen. But Nehah killed them. And then thirdly, the Egyptian. And secondly, the lion in the middle of a pit on a snowy day. Can I tell you what happened there? Probably the lion came to attack him. And he backed off. And he fell in the pit. And the lion came down to kill him, after him, down to the pit. But he killed the lion. What does that mean? You never give your back to the devil. You always face. And, and even if you back off, you face the lion. Because your brother must cover your back. Hallelujah. And it's after he conquered these three enemies. The Bible says that David promote him. To become the leader of his bodyguard. Do you want to become a God over the body of Christ? Do you want to become a protector in the body of Christ? Taking care of the sheep of God. Then you need to overcome the five enemies I mentioned tonight. And those that Benaiah conquered. And if you follow his life. You will see he was promoted all the time. Even after David's death, he was promoted to become the captain of the armies of God. 
May that be your life. But it will only be possible if you follow a crucified life. If you die to yourself. If you take up your cross daily. To pray daily, you need to take up your cross. Hallelujah. To read and spend time with the word, you need to take up your cross. To listen to your pastor preaching online, you need to take up your cross. Praise the Lord. May God bless you. May you have got a good evening. And may you soak yourself in the preaching of the word tonight. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Now may the God of Abram, Isaac and Jacob bless you. May the presence of God abide over you. May your appetite for spiritual things grow strong. Because blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be satisfied. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God your Father. And the fellowship and the communion of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Rest upon you. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. Holy fire, take up your cross and walk into the treasures of God. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going.